0: What's good, fam? This is Pastor G. And I like watching characters that are special ops characters or black ops characters from the CIA, etc. Um, People like Jason Bourne from the Bourne trilogy. And I like watching how they can walk into just about any situation and immediately assess what's going on. So... Jason Bourne, he'll walk into a warehouse and then he'll go into an office in a warehouse and he's ambushed. And the moment that he walked into the office he already knows that he's going to pick up the 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 letter opener or the envelope op- opener from the desk and he's going to use that against the first attacker. Then he's going to grab the, the can of Coke that's in the corner and throw that at his second attacker. Then he's going to take the sweater that's hanging on the back of the chair and he's going to wrap that around the neck of his third attacker. And I, I just eat that stuff up. Um, because what resonates with me is that He's always aware of his surroundings and he's always prepared for whatever. Many of us grew up in neighborhoods or even still live in places where we have to pay attention to our surroundings on a regular basis. Because if we don't, it could mean major loss for us. Well, we're going to take a look at First Peter today and we're going to talk about the topic. Keep your head on a swivel. Coming up next on the Trifling Ones. All right, so let's jump into first Peter chapter five verses eight and nine. Once again that's first Peter chapter five verses eight and nine. And it says, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. Fam, we're going to talk about three things today. And the first of those three things is the warning that requires consciousness. The warning that requires consciousness. Verse eight says, be alert and of sober mind. That word sober that's mentioned there is a Greek word and it's naifo. And it literally means to abstain from wine, but it can figuratively mean Be watchful, be alert, stay away from anything that'll keep you from being focused, anything that'll distract you. Sobriety and being sober is often attached to abstaining from alcohol and drugs. That's what we usually think of when we talk about sobriety. And the reality is that those substances bring about some type of change within us. Uh, I done lost my wine drinkers. But stay with me just for a moment. See, it might make some of us more outgoing, doing things that we might not normally do. Or for others, it it may make us a little more quiet and, and laid back or might make you less restricted in the things that you say. So you communicate stuff and thoughts that you might not have ever said under other circumstances. Or you might look at that friend that you've that you've always had, but you've had a, a couple and they look just a little bit cuter than they, they normally would. You know, the bottom line is that substances change us. And in most cases, that's why we're using it. It helps us unwind or it, it helps calm us down. It, it helps us to. Be more relaxed. And in some instances, it takes away the horror that we're dealing with in our reality. Being of sober mind means to not be under the influence. But this isn't just about substances. It can apply to anything that keeps us from being sharp. Anything that keeps us from being focused. And so when somebody's face is in a screen while out and about... And he or she doesn't even notice the person that's been casing them, watching them and getting ready to rob them or carjack them. Well, then they're not alert. They're not watchful. They're not sober. The question becomes, is there anything that influences your life in a way that keeps you from being watchful or paying attention to what's actually going on in it? Is IG more than just a way to stay connected and know what's going on? Or is it an obsession that calls your name during every single commercial break or between every email you send at work? Is there a person in your life that has you so caught up, your nose is so wide open that you can't even see the direction that your life is going in right now? Or are you caught up in the job or in the business that you started? So much so that you can't see that your spouse or your kids or your friends aren't getting what they need from you. Are you paying attention to the political landscape and everything that's happening and how these changes are impacting our lives? Well, the Bible is issuing a warning that just like Jason Bourne, we've got to be conscious of what's happening around us at all times. The warning that requires consciousness. But then our second point is the warfare that recklessly consumes. The warfare that recklessly consumes. Verse 8 also says, Your enemy, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Peter says, Your enemy. He doesn't say potential enemy. He doesn't say. Uh, He's kind of acting funny, but we'll see how this goes to see if he becomes an enemy. We're talking about somebody who's already been identified as an enemy combatant. And it says, and he prowls this enemy looking for someone to devour, to recklessly consume. When we don't exhibit consciousness, when we're asleep at the wheel, when our heads are not on a swivel, Well, then our enemy will absolutely, positively not hesitate to demolish us. He's patient, he's locked, and he's loaded. So the question becomes, are we making ourselves sitting ducks? You know, when you watch a movie and you see somebody who's about to become a victim or a casualty because they're oblivious to what's going on around them and the decisions that they're making, and you see it a mile away, but they don't. And so you just sit there and you watch as they get got or as they lose their property or their dignity, their family, and in some cases, their lives. So look around right now. Do you recognize that you are in the middle of a battlefield? Do you recognize that there's value in who you are? And because you are valuable, there is a war that has been waged specifically against you. It's not an enemy. It is your enemy. Your enemy does not want to see you seek him. Your enemy does not want to see you touch lives. Your enemy does not want you to be successful. Your enemy doesn't want you to grow and develop. Your enemy wants to devour you. And so my question is, are you letting him? My question is, Look around, look at your surroundings, look at your environment, look at what's around you, conduct a threat assessment and make a determination if there are things around you that have been strategically placed there to trip your behind up. Also look around and make a determination. What have I lost because I was slipping because my head wasn't on a swivel? What did I give away to the enemy because I was living foul? Which regrets do I have because I allowed my dreams and my future and my faith to be devoured and to be consumed? This war is for real. And the enemy ain't playing. We might be playing, but the enemy, he's not playing. And so there's the warning that requires consciousness and the warfare that recklessly consumes. But then there is the walk. That resists consumption. The walk that resists consumption. Verse number nine says resist him standing firm in the faith because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. So as you undergo attacks remember this. Do not allow him to get a foothold in your life. So what if you were caught slipping and you messed up? You won't be the first and you certainly won't be the last. So be resilient and make the determination today that you're going to resist him. Resist his ways, his temptations and his attacks because they're absolutely, like I told you before, going to come. Remind yourself that you're not alone. It says that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of. Of sufferings. So it ain't just you. And it isn't just me. You're not the only one. There are legions of folks. Who are around this world. Who are also wanting to live right. But have to fight the good fight. You. Are not alone. So because your enemy. Your enemy. The devil prowls around. Like a roaring lion. Looking for someone. Anyone. To devour. Will you allow it to be you? Or will you resist the consumption through faith. And a determination to survive spiritually. And then thrive knowing. That we all got something going on. But through him. We'll be able to resist. And ultimately. Have the victory. Heavenly Father we come before you. Right now, knowing that we're in the midst of a war, knowing that we're being attacked from every side, but recognizing that there is a bona fide way that we can keep our heads on a swivel by seeing the traps that are set for us, by praying about those traps, by staying in your face and allowing you to fight those battles for us. Heavenly Father, you know where our life is a complete mess. You know right now even what our weaknesses are. You know what the distractions are. We ask that you would bring about a spirit of discernment that that allows us to have consciousness, that allows us to keep our heads on a swivel. So we're always paying attention to what's going on. Help us, Heavenly Father, to be exactly who you would have us to be. Help us on this day, whatever or with whatever is troubling us. We need you. Oh, God, we need you. So this very moment, step into our lives, protect us, keep us and make us yet another one of your operatives who will not bow down to whatever the enemy wants. Allow us to take back whatever was stolen, to build back whatever was destroyed, and keep us from becoming yet another victim in this war. All these things we ask in your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ's name we pray. And all of the tripling ones said, Amen.